0: I got you into a Remington party! What's my thanks? It's on the hallway carpet! I got paid in puke! Lick it up, baby!
1: I got paid in puke! Welcome to Paid in Puke, a podcast where three women with names discuss movies about something other than a man. Paid in Puke is hosted by Annie Malone, Christina Barr, and Jessica Baxter. It's also a spoiler-filled free-for-all. You've been warned. Welcome to Paid in Puke Season 7, where we discuss every episode of Ryan Murphy's American Crime Story miniseries, Impeachment, starring Beanie Feldstein and Sarah Paulson. I'm Jessica Baxter. I'm
2: Christina Barr. I'm Annie Malone.
1: And today's episode is number seven, The Assassination of Monica Lewinsky, written by Flora Birnbaum, Daniel Pearl, and showrunner Sarah Burgess, and directed by Michael Uppendahl. It originally aired on October 18th, 2021.
0: I have nothing to hide. But it's just what she said about you on the tapes, sir. Tapes? Look at this. There. Don't oh go my god, that's line. me, that's my face. Mr. President, do you know a woman named Monica Lewinsky? Is there something you need to tell me? I want to say one thing to the American people. I did not have sexual relations with that woman.
1: Real quick, I guess I just want to put it on. There will be construction noises in this episode. Sorry about that. townhouse is <laughs> going <on>. up <laughs> <laughs> And they're working through the weekend they're really going fast on these. Yeah, I know. Like, they're so high now. So we're gonna have a little bit of music in the background. <laughs> a little <laughs> diegetic music and some hammering occasionally. I'll try to cut it out, but probably won't be able to do it all. Anyway. Oh my lord, is this a hard episode. I almost feel like this was harder than the last episode, where she was mm-hmm. stuck in a room with a bunch of strange, abusive men. I
2: thought the last one was harder, but I mean,
1: this was
3: also pretty rough. <laughs> yeah, and she has to watch it all unfold. She's literally trapped in her apartment with her mother
2: hello marcia can you hear me yes Listen,
0: you need to stay inside okay but monica's got
2: to stay inside the apartment what what are you saying The hyenas, they got the whole place around you can just shut the windows and close all the shutters and make sure you lock the door whatever you do oh my
3: god and can't do anything else but watch the news. You know, yeah. And it's just a endless looping footage about how she's a stalker and oof, you know, it's like, so it's awful. Awful things, awful people from her past who don't know anything
1: or who are changing the narrative to make her look bad. Like her abuser, literally her abuser from high school. Yeah.
2: No, no, that creep took advantage of you when you were young. That's
1: all- When I heard the authorities were investigating Monica Lewinsky, I felt I had to come
0: forward. I'm
2: sorry. We're turning this off. No,
0: Monica and I were involved for a time before she went to Washington. We had an affair. And while my wife and I were trying to heal, Monica wouldn't leave us alone. She became obsessed with us. She convinced herself that we were in love. How do I put this? Monica has a history of twisting facts. Would you say that this was a fatal attraction scenario? Um, you could say that.
2: Right, how is that guy, like, not ashamed to admit, like, he fucked it? Student,
1: yeah, to be to say, I mean, that's one thing that would never happen today.
2: She went crazy, right?
3: Yeah, like I don't feel I feel like that
1: never would have flown today. This poor man and his his wife, crazy. Yeah,
3: the news clip of him, we came here to heal my wife and I I to heal, yeah, like today. I don't see that ever flying. I don't know, I mean, but you can, this was
1: the 90s, yeah, exactly.
3: People that lie, that are good at lying, they take these things that did happen. They are—I mean, it it was true that she was infatuated with Bill Clinton, but that's only one little piece. But like a liar who's good at it can take that piece and weave in this whole other narrative that is not true. Which is exactly
1: what we see Bill trying to do in this episode. Yeah. And we spend a lot of time with him, more than we have before, and it's a little painful. But I think it's important, too, to see how he's manipulating everybody behind the scenes to be on his side and like the only person he's honest with is, I don't even know who that guy is, but some schlub of like, hes right. Right. clearly so also shady guy. some shady guy who's yeah. an expert on sexual improprieties. as you said.
3: <laughs> right, yeah. I think it was his like, it was his former political advisor who okay. had who would actually been I mean he had to fire him because he was caught with a prostitute like, <laughs> sucking her toes. He wasn't like a rando guy, like he actually okay. worked with Clinton before. When you're in that situation situation that's the guy you call basically
1: like yeah the expert <laughs> right. the guy who's been through it
3: and he's like basically telling him you can't tell the truth they don't care that you had an affair but they'll care that you lied because bill clinton i don't know why he thought well i'll just come clean they'll forgive me you know yeah and it's like you're not gonna win that way like and basically he makes the decision oh it's simple we just have to win okay. and so like the line
1: is like I'm not going to tell the truth. He's like, I can't tell the truth. Which is so, that's the way he rationalizes it to be like, that's impossible. Mm -hmm. Telling the truth at this point is impossible.
3: Yeah. But there's so many moments where it's just like, I cannot believe this guy is getting away with all of this. He has so many people under his thumb. Like, when he goes and wakes up Hillary, like, oh. You won't believe what Ken Starr's got cooking now. And then Hillary's like, "Did something happen?" And he's mm-hmm. just like, "You'll have to ask Betty. She'll tell you." I know. I was never. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's like some like child man babies. But it's like the guy.
1: Poor Betty. My God.
2: <laughs> oh, that scene was terrible too. Well it just wasn't when he's talking to Hillary, and he's like, "I would tell you. You know, I would."
0: Do you know her? Yeah, I know Monica. No, 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 no. She, she worked in uh, West Wing and now she works in the Pentagon. Is there something you need to tell me? No. Did something happen? No. Because if anything happened, you know it's better that I walk away. And I would tell you. You know I would. But nothing happened.
2: Yeah, you know, like I have told you shit before. Right. All of that was just so nuts to me. When this was all happening and like Hillary was on TV saying it was a vast right wing conspiracy against her husband you know. And I remember like my sister and I having an argument because so I'm like she knows who she's married to. Like she know. like of course she knows that this happened. Yeah. But then the story has always been like no she didn't know until he finally eventually does have to tell her. Because mm-hmm. obviously it all blows up. It's just interesting like that level of denial because like how could she not know? Like of course why did anyone believe him? Like why would literally Anyone believe him? Like I get in. It's hard to too much smoke for
1: there not to be fired. <laughs> right. Like, He's already got a reputation. Right. And there are so many people.
2: And there was so much evidence about it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Hillary
3: is a political animal. Like, she does not lose. You know, like, she is going mm-hmm. to... I mean, she lost. <laughs> <laughs. laughs> How about Up until then, she was like, you know, like... I mean, she's a... ruthless. I think she's, she's, very, she's very ambitious and ruthless, but I feel
2: like she's not good at
3: it. Yeah, like, there is this level of denial. I mean, it's her husband. She's not gonna let this ruin their being in the White House. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's a sense of where she's like, springing into action. Go tell the staff, we're gonna do this. You gotta get ahead of this and Mm -hmm. she's always been there to spring into action well because she's thinking about her
1: career too yeah (laughs) but she's related to it and i think it's a
2: calculated decision with her whether it's beneficial to her to still be a clinton Yeah. yeah
1: The thing that really struck me the most while watching this too is the idea that Monica and Linda were watching all of that, all of the jokes. Like Monica especially saw every Letterman and Leno joke and SNL skit and I don't know, I just it didn't occur to me at the time, you know, when it was happening that she would be a captive audience to this torture, this yeah. like middle school style ridicule.
0: All right. Pitch on the monologue. Uh saw a movie today that got great reviews. Everybody loved it. Monica Lewinsky gave it two legs up. A lot coming out about the Clintons in these lawsuits. Apparently, Bill's pet name for Hillary is my little buttercup. His pet name for Monica? My little suction cup. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ken Starr is very upset he's not getting what he wants from Monica.
3: Apparently, he's the first guy that's ever happened
0: to. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Bill Clinton can have sex with any woman chooses her. I
0: mean, that's mm-hmm. not a pitch. That's just a question for the person Jane's going to flip for these.
1: Happy Monica Day!
2: Like the slut shaming stuff is just so fucked up. It's just so crazy, you know, that it's like, oh, there's a sex scandal. That means this woman is some crazy hoe. You know, like it's just weird where it's like two consenting adults. I mean, even that part, you know, but two consenting adults, one is fine, the other one is a slut. You
1: know what I mean? Yeah! Right. How can one person in a relationship be a slut? Like, it's
2: right. I mean, it's just like. They had fair, so let's make fun of Monica like Monica's addicted to giving blowjobs or something. Like, it's just, like, so weird. Like, why did we do that? <laughs> I know!
3: Why did we do that? People in politics being portrayed as, like, these, like, elevated, virtuous people. Like, I feel like there was a mythology about Clinton that a lot of the country, you know, they were, like, this new voice in politics that was fresh and new, and Clinton was this... Air apparent to like a Kennedy you know like they kept showing that footage of him as a boy scout you know shaking hands with JFK <laughs> yeah. and like there's a whole like mythology about him and he's an abuser of yeah. women like it's it- so
1: significant to me every time they show him in the show looking at like, one of the portraits of the past presidents. Mm -hmm. And every one of them has some fucked up thing that they did, you know? And he's like, these are my idols. I want to be just like them. And he is. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations. You kept the legacy going by being a shady motherfucker. (laughs) And,
3: and like, Linda Tripp has this, like, (laughs) mythology about what the White House, people that go into the White House (laughs) are supposed to be. Reagan would never go into the Oval without a full suit. Oh, my God. And, you know, like... About the dumb shit like that. I know. (laughs) There's just such a like false ideas about I don't know. I I just looking back, like Clinton is just so creepy, you know? Like and he's a liar. He lied to so many people. But I guess he just had so many allies.
2: I mean I think they were just really able to sort of spin the narrative of like, this is just personal attacks on me and my private life and it doesn't matter. You know, that ultimately it was, like, not something that matters. Like, I'm getting impeached over a blowjob. And, like, you know, I feel like they were very successful kind of spinning that. Which was not really what happened, you know? Yeah. (laughs) It's just amazing. Like, it sort of was and it wasn't, you know?
3: (laughs) It's amazing, like, how much he got away with. He could weasel himself out of any situation like the the press secretary is like i don't know what to tell these people the journalists keep asking questions and then like he makes an appearance with hillary and like <laughs> yeah. he's just like, oh, i need to get back to the country or whatever
1: <laughs> yeah he keeps saying how he needs to get back to work and how uh, he's, that's like his line that saying? he keeps repeating that's, that he thought this, this is this will get him
0: right okay. you had no sexual relationship with this young woman there is not a sexual relationship that is accurate. You know, that, that's all I can say now. You see, what, what I'm trying to do is to contain my <clears throat> natural impulses and and get back to work. You know, I, I think it's important that we cooperate. I will cooperate, but, but I want to focus on the work at hand. You had no conversations with this young woman, Monica Lewinsky, about her testimony or possible testimony? I did not urge anyone. I did not urge anyone to say anything was untrue i did not urge anyone to say anything that was untrue that's my statement to you Mm -hmm. you you know as much about this as i do right now so you know we we just have to look into it and and cooperate and, and we'll see but meanwhile, I've got to get on with the work of the
1: country. I'm just so busy working on the country. Ugh. And
3: Hillary helped him so much to like dig himself out of that hole
1: because um, it was beneficial for her to be out of it. For her, right. For him to be out of it, yeah. I'm sure it'll go in. We haven't seen that episode. I think the next episode is all about Hillary and her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that's a great and her reaction episode. It yeah. is kind of funny how we've only seen her basically asleep or in the bathroom. With the right. <laughs> I know, Bubba. Mm-hmm. Bubba's here, too. I He's going like, to say something. I have, like, a fun things.
2: fact that I, remember, I think from Jeffrey Toobin's book, but when, uh, you know, the famous clip where he was like, I did not have sexual relations mm-hmm. with that woman, Ms. Lewinsky. The reason he said with that woman, like, he spaced her name for a second. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> That's thought oh. he said with that woman. And then he gets it, it's like,
0: with that woman, Ms. Lewinsky. <laughs> oh, my
2: God. Wow.
3: So Ew.
1: Ugh. You know? uh.
2: The scene where he goes in
3: with Paula Jones going into that deposition, like, he's just like glad handing all of the white shoe lawyers in the room, oh, thank you for coming on a weekend. Yeah.
0: Your Honor, thanks for coming all the way from Arkansas. You have a good flight? I did. Thank you, Mr. Preston. I appreciate y'all making yourselves available on the weekend.
3: It was just like, so Paula Jones is just like in there by herself and.
1: I know. Why did she have to be there by herself? Her
3: lawyer stayed outside with the, it was like a six hour deposition with a lunch and like her lawyer was not in the room. Like she was out there. Why, why not? Do you know why? I don't know. Well, I think it was just his deposition. I don't think she was speaking at all.
1: Why did she have to be there?
3: (laughs) I, I don't know.
1: Was that just because the lawyer thought he couldn't lie if he was looking at her, or something? I don't know, but I definitely <laughs> yeah. noticed
3: that he he did not even glance over. At her yeah, in that scene, and it's a really intimidating situation for her. And she didn't actually run out of the room when he oh. said, "I don't, I didn't know her, mm-hmm. or I never met her." That apparently happened later with her lawyer.
1: Little your <laughs> drama there. It's so devastating.
0: So you deny her testimony that in the Excelsior Hotel, while you were governor of Arkansas, you asked her to perform oral sex on you. I emphatically deny it. It did not happen. Mr. President, you realize seated to my right, two chairs down, is Mrs. Paula Jones. Do you remember meeting Miss Jones? No. Have you ever met Paula Jones? I've said this many times. I have never met Paula Jones.
1: I'm sorry, excuse me. Crazy Any me of, of these women. Asks,
2: like so righteous when they're lying, you know. Yeah. Like, how dare you accuse me of this. And it's then in front of so I many people, did.
1: yeah, it's so brutal that she has to be there while he's saying, I don't remember yeah. meeting you, I don't. I definitely didn't do that, and it's affected her whole life, and he's just like, didn't happen. Okay.
3: Apparently, you know that part where he kept saying on the weekend?
0: Yeah. Mr. President, were you and Monica Lewinsky ever alone together in the Oval Office? I don't recall, but uh, when she worked in the Legislative Affairs Office, they always had somebody there on the weekends. Uh, Typically I I work some on the weekends. Sometimes they they bring me things on the weekends. It it seems to me that she, she brought things to me once or twice on the weekends. And in that case, you know, whatever time she'd be in there. Drop it off, exchange a few words, and go.
3: Apparently, he actually said it that many times. Oh, really? Like, I was working on the weekend. I was like, oh my god, no. how many times is he gonna say I it? I mean, he
1: really thought it's like. That is definitely, yeah. If there was some psychological expert, there was like signs of someone lying. <laughs> I know, right? Repeating words and stuttering a lot. He seems so flustered.
3: The lawyer's asking him about the gifts. Like, you can tell he's like, how the fuck do they know this, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. he has this really confused look on his face. And that was part of the transcript of like, what are you trying to... Basically, he's like, what are you trying to get at here? I feel like you're looking for an answer. And the prosecutor said, it will be revealed
1: later.
0: Uh, Mr. Fisher, let me... Is is there something... You asked that with such conviction, I answered with such conviction. Is there something you want to ask me about this? Cause I don't, I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't think, sir. I think this will come to light shortly, and you'll understand.
1: That's interesting, cause like obviously they both know what he's talking about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Weird. I, I felt a little bad for Isakoff getting his story
3: killed, and then Mike <laughs> Dredge goes ahead and puts it on the internet. It's Dredge.
0: He's already gone to bed. Right. Well, if you could kindly relay, I'm looking for a comment on a piece I'm posting tomorrow first thing. It's on Newsweek spiking his story on the president's affair with an intern. I'll let him know. Thank you much.
1: Yeah, the story that there is, that there is no story. It's kind of (laughs) funny. Or that the story that they couldn't. I know, (laughs) it sucks. I feel like this episode is a lot about the way the press really ruins people's lives.
3: Yeah.
1: Just. Everybody.
3: The parts, like, with Allison Trip and her mom. God, for oh, Allison it, again. I really felt for her. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it, it was just so sad to see, like... I don't know if it was the SNL sketch they were watching together, but it was... No, maybe it was the news clip. And Allison is seeing the story being told on the news about how her mom secretly recorded these conversations. Mm-hmm. And was not going to tell her friend, like, she was going to keep her secret. And, like... You can kind of see Linda Tripp looking to Allison reacting mm-hmm. to the news. Maybe she's hoping Allison will have this reaction of, you're a hero, mom, mm-hmm. whatever, but Allison seems to be like, my mom did that, <laughs> you know? I just felt so bad for her. And then the part where they stay up and make popcorn mm-hmm. for the the SNL open. And I know, and then Linda's like, I
1: hope they're nice to her. Right. Who's going to play Monica?
0: I hope they're fair to her. It'll be her and Bill in the office. Oh, stop it.
2: Hi, I'm meeting a friend here.
3: Your
0: name? Monica Lewinsky. Oh yeah. It's right this way. This trip is already done. Oh. Okay. Monica. Monica Lewinsky. Okay, you shouldn't watch this. No, no. It's funny. What may okay, I to lovely ladies?
3: She's like, oh, it's funny. It's funny. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I mean, she has, like, serious from being called Gus. Yeah,
1: then she tells that story, and obviously it was extremely triggering for her to see that because it was ripped straight from her childhood.
0: You know what the popular kids used to call me in school? Mm -hmm. Gus. It was a running joke my my whole junior year. People would ask me why, and I'd pretend I didn't know, but I did. I knew the whole time. Gus Johnson was a big, famous basketball player. A gigantic man. That's horrible. No, the point is, I've been teased my whole life.
2: I can take it. And I also was, like, curious. Like, I wonder, was it really triggering for her? Or was she, like, I have such a thick skin because I've been made fun of my whole life for this. Mm. I, kind of, I
3: kind of was like, she's telling that to her daughter like, as it should be like a badge of honor for her but i kind of felt like she didn't believe it herself maybe like mm-hmm. i mean linda tripp ended up she had like this anonymous benefactor who paid for all of this plastic surgery for her oh in 1999 and really like, paula jones ends up getting like her nose yeah, done because paula she. Jones couldn't stand being made fun of for her nose. <laughs>
1: That's so fucked up.
3: Yeah, I mean, it is, like, having that much scrutiny about your physical appearance.
1: But it's, it's not, not relevant at all to the yeah, story. I mean... <laughs> not um, at all. Like,
2: obviously, he wouldn't have harassed her. She's ugly, you know? Like <laughs> She has a big nose. <laughs> and, like, like obviously I the reason Linda did this
1: is because she's an ugly fat troll right. and is jealous. jealous. Or yeah. right
2: because nobody yeah. would harass her. I mean, honestly, that was part of the narrative in the 90s, was I don't believe that woman was sexually harassed because she's not cute, you know? Right, <laughs> but, yeah. yeah.
1: Pretty fucked up. So fucked up. Or even just, like, the motivations of, like, why Linda did what she did. It wasn't anything to do with the way she looked. <laughs> <Right. The laughs> why don't we really think about what DC does to people's brains? Like, it's too hard to think about the truth. It's easy to say it's because that woman's a fat bitch. Right.
3: Yeah. Seems like, like, maybe, like, the first viral internet scandal, or I guess the Pam and Tommy
1: thing. It's definitely a, the pioneer days of internet oh. scandals, yeah.
3: Right, yeah, yeah, and we'll never go back. The toothpaste is... <laughs> <you're> <laughs> not been put
2: back in the tube on these
1: things. Yeah. Right.
2: Because, like, today, internet scandals don't have any kind of longevity at all. I mean, can you imagine, mm-hmm. like, something, like, just saturating the news for months and months now? Like, right. Know? I feel like that wouldn't
1: happen. Yeah. yeah. Other than the pandemic, I guess. Right,
2: but that's not like...
1: But just like a person, personal, a personal yeah. scandal, yeah. Sometimes we'll revisit things, like every once in a while they're like, what's Kanye doing now? Right.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's so many of these going on at the same time with like celebrity feuds or the Trump, the PP tapes and the whatever i mean it's just like bam 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 bam. it's like there's something new every day yeah. like there's not just one thread that right. following. like there know. are other
1: people who are targeted people get breaks sometimes yeah, yeah. for monica it was for months every time she yes. turned on the tv it was about her yeah imagine it's just so insane to think that that's what her life was like and no right. wonder no wonder <laughs> <You know>? yeah <laughs> It's so
3: sad and fucked up. I mean, her mom doesn't want her daughter watching all these clips on the news and TV, saying like mean things about her daughter. Yeah. And like she's fighting with her mom. I have to watch this, or else I'll just imagine all the bad things right. they're yeah. gonna say about me, and that's even worse. And then, like, her mom, Marsha, is kind of like, This is all gonna go away. When he goes away,
1: this goes away. She says that a couple times.
2: This is a terrible week in our lives, but all we have to do is get through it. And yes, maybe he will have to resign. But guess what? When he does, all of this stops. He goes
3: away. All of it goes away. I mean, like, she's a really wealthy, flashy lady, like, who I'm sure can talk her way out of things. I mean, she's clearly out of her depth, but she's also, like, trying to be comforting, but Monica's,
1: like... Well, she has to say comforting words to her daughter. She I has mean, to, that's but... her job, and that's the best thing to do in this situation, but, but it's hard because she doesn't, I mean, this is so unprecedented, everything right. that's happening, like, she literally doesn't yeah. know, nobody knows what's going to happen, because how could they? There's nothing like that that has ever happened before. The
3: saddest <laughs> part in this episode was where she told her mom, all of that stuff is true. These are
2: lies
0: about my daughter, and I'm sick and of hearing them. What are you talking about, Monica. What they're saying is true. No, it is not.
1: I did have an affair with Bill, and I did go to fat camp, and my parents did break up. And I guess one night I told Linda that you raised me in a house of lies, and now the whole world knows that, too.
2: Doesn't matter. So many kids have that exact same history.
1: Come on. It's all true. Just like it's true that everyone I've ever met is apparently just waiting for a phone call from Wolf fucking Blitzer to just go on live TV and tear me apart. Honey, I know you Please,
0: don't tell me
1: that it's gonna be okay. I messed up so bad that I can't turn off the TV because if I turn off the TV, I'm just gonna imagine the horrible things people are saying about me, and that's worse. Sweetheart, oh let me draw you a bath. Do something. To I know start. you're trying to help, but right now all I can do is I can
3: just sit here and I can watch this. But she's watching this feedback loop of how negative it all is and it's almost like she's in a false reality of believing all the negative stuff well it's just because the
1: way that the press are portraying it i mean not that the fat camp thing was even relevant at all but just saying like she had an affair with a teacher the way they're saying it is like it should be like that's fucking sad for her that the teacher abused her not like like this slut had an affair with a teacher
2: right like
1: see she's just always been horny and out of control right like the problem is that the press is skewing it wrong they're putting way too much editorial like for some reason in the 90s we still thought that the press was unbiased but literally everything she's watching is so biased I mean like
3: yeah CNN 24-7 news and like they're just filling it with time and finding whatever they can put on TV about this story and yeah it's all like editorialized it's not actually real journalism you know Yeah, and then like the CNN the newsroom, alright, we'll start with Beverly Hills. Childhood. Divorce. Fat camp. Wow. Affair. Yeah. Affair,
2: and it's then... also like it's crazy that it's like they make fun of her weight but also make fun of her for going to fat camp. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's weird.
1: They're just trying all the different <laughs> angles. For
2: being fat and also for trying to lose weight. <laughs> yeah what? that's weird and also like she was like
3: it's I mean, almost was, like, as if
1: she, like, 12, she right? can't right. win
2: <laughs> see,
1: yeah there's nothing she could do or say that would make them see her in a sympathetic light because that's not going to serve their narrative <sighs> it's terrible just shut up hot props is on
2: oh shit yeah
1: Does anyone have any hot props with this episode?
2: (laughs) No, I mean, there's a couple of, like, lighting things again, as always. But, like, not so much a hot prop, but I was curious. Monica's mom is not really doing anything but staying with Monica during this time, right? Because, like, every time she looks, like, so done up and so dressed up. (laughs) And Monica's just hanging out in sweatpants. Yeah. Did she go somewhere? Was she, like, at work during the day? I mean, that might just be her thing. Not really a prop, but I'm like, why is she so every
1: day. I think that is like a, a rich lady thing. Mm-hmm. I remember there being people who'd pick up their kids from school <laughs> wearing outfits like that. It's funny. Yeah.
3: <laughs> like I'm not really sure about where her lawyer takes her. Her lawyer did not want her to like have to participate in any of the negotiations but like that scene where she's like sitting with the lawyer and like he's like so do you like dc or whatever Uh, (laughs) like oh my god that
1: whole part is so hard because they show how she sees everybody that had detained her yeah looking around the office and she's getting flashbacks of that day it's so messed up And they're like, you have to be here. And then they're so fucking mean and rude to her all the time.
3: The lawyer, like I read that like he was a close friend of Monica Lewinsky's dad. And like in the show, they make him look like he's like an ambulance chaser, basically. Mm -hmm. I find the way that he interacts with Monica to be like very, like he just doesn't have any empathy really it seemed like like he's mm-hmm. like you can't be scared this is a negotiation you know like he doesn't mm-hmm. have like a lot of sensitivity i feel like but i did read that he did want absolute immunity for her to have to do nothing and like was concerned about her mental health which was really fragile i felt like they didn't really show that in
1: the way he's portrayed i mean i can see that he that might just be where he's coming from because you know he's a, a white man who probably has never had to get inside of something like that before yeah. and
2: i think sometimes it's just how lawyers are like they forget that for them it's just a job and for,
1: for the client that, it's like their fucking yeah.
3: life you know right um, i mean one yeah. time
2: i had a lawyer tell me don't worry about getting sued it happens every day in my land like, <laughs> Your line of work is being litigated. Yeah. You know? like, right. That happened every day to me.
3: Right, exactly. And he actually did go on like five morning shows in one day. That was like kind of unheard of. It hadn't been done. But he kind of blew, I mean, like in this episode, he blew the deal. Yeah. The for her, which is unfortunate.
0: The attorney for former White House intern Monica Lewinsky who should really be concerned about going to jail. I'm not involved in any sort of tense negotiations whatsoever. We're just waiting for Ken Starr's office to call and make some sort of an offer, if indeed they intend to make it. I had a phone call with Ken Starr's office. Judge! President. Hi! Yeah. Never heard from you
1: on a Sunday before. Yeah,
0: I came in after worship. The Lewinsky agreement, what's the status? Uh, all good. She signed, her counsel signed. Have we signed? Uh, no. I was going to have you sign tomorrow. I'm not signing a darn thing. What's that? I'm not giving her immunity. Ginsburg appears to be breaking the laws of metaphysics, gloating on every single Sunday show. I know what he's doing. He's signaling to the president that she isn't going to tell us anything. Judge, we gave her
1: word. We can't go back on...
0: I've made up my mind. No deal.
1: That sucks, but I don't blame that on him, It's that Ken Starr is such a petty little bitch. Yeah, he, yeah. Ugh, oh, I hate him so much.
3: He's such this, real, like, what are you doing in the office? I came in after worship. He's, like, such an evil person, but he's, you know, won't say a curse word or, like, yeah, he... Yeah, I find
1: that to be very I, I, real. <laughs>
3: yeah, I know, it's, like, so...
1: Like, Some of the most so righteous horrible. men are Words. actually pieces of shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Always quoting scripture when it's convenient for their point. Yeah. And always name dropping church. Like, I was a church. I did this mm-hmm. at church. You think that because you go to church, I won't know that you're a piece of shit? And then, oh, the Pentagon ID photos. That's so brutal. President
2: Clinton had an affair with a former
3: White House intern, Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> White House Me? That's. that's my face. Where did they even find him? That's
2: my horrible Pentagon ID photo. Oh my god. Okay, look, I can't. Oh, I know. Like, where are they showing the terrible pictures?
3: And then the loop of her in the beret hugging him yeah, was just like. Like, in the CNN newsroom, they're like, look at that. Look who's waiting.
2: Like, a little stalker. I know.
3: I know. know. But they're like, this is cool."
2: Look at her showing up to his public appearance, you know? Yeah.
1: Like, Like everybody there is waiting for him.
2: I know. It's like, nobody's how He hugs her and talks to her like he would if someone was stalking you. (laughs) Oh, get my stalker's here. Hey.
1: (laughs) 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 He had nothing to do with this. This is all her. Right. It's like his dick just fell under her mouth. <laughs> Sorry. Any other hot probs? No, just that I hate Bill Clinton so bad. I guess I have a little bit of a hot problem. It's just that I wish that they would do a little better job of telling us who everyone is. Because yes. when Patrick Fishler showed up, character actor Patrick Fishler, who I love, and I actually didn't recognize it until he started talking, but... Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Who is that?" And I had to Google who he was. Sidney <laughs> Blumenthal, what uh, senior that? senior advisor. Sidney Blumenthal. Uh, oh,
3: is he from Mulholland Drive? Yeah, yeah.
1: he's in a lot of David uh, Lynch yeah. stuff.
3: I thought he was playing George Stephanopoulos. Oh,
1: that would be cute. Um, yeah, I just wish it were a little bit better. I don't know. They could do captions or something.
2: Yeah, <laughs> some eyes.
1: yeah, yeah. Eyes in a suit. Next
0: call.
2: Although, weirdly, I felt like they really wanted us to know who Brett Kavanaugh was when we right. were but, uh... Yeah. Kavanaugh! Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, they didn't need to just call him Brett.
0: I've already started underlining meaningful passages in her copy of Mopey Dick, you know what I mean. I think my favorite meaningful passage was when Linda's
2: talking to her kids and she's like, Others are going to cheer me on. They may call me a
0: hero. <laughs> <laughs> we're at the precipice of a change very soon the country is going to discover something about a friend of mine monica yes what did she do it's not important what matters is that you prepare yourselves a lot of people are going to be saying a lot of things about me some may be nasty but others are going to cheer me on they may call me a hero
1: Oh, Linda! <laughs> <Keep sleep>. <laughs> I wrote I then wrote from that scene, we're at the precipice of a change. Oh, yeah. And it's so funny how vague she's being. Like, she talks to her kids like a politician. Yeah, so <laughs> she is, like, yeah. way too oh, sure. involved in the DC life. And I want you to know I did the right thing, I wrote.
0: Yeah. I want you to know. I did
1: the right thing. That's such an interesting phrase. I want you to know. I did the right thing.
3: Yeah, and she's comparing herself to, like, some Watergate whistleblower. I did the right
1: thing. It's so disgusting, this line, but when the press is editorializing about Paula Jones, and they say, like, that she seemed, like, happy at the deposition as if it was the moment she'd been waiting for. I really hate that whole sentiment that you hear a lot with anyone who accuses someone of sexual no. harassment, like, oh, they're doing it for the attention.
3: Right. It yeah.
2: is the absolute worst kind of attention that you yeah. could
1: get. You I know. love attention so much that I love being right. skewered in the press about my trauma. That's what I'm here for. Oh, Give me more of that.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meaningful to me was Bill Clinton so assuredly saying, I have nothing to hide. Well,
0: since we're all still uh, searching for a good comprehensive response to this, maybe we should cancel those. <laughs> Brilliant idea. Why don't we issue a formal admission of guilt while we're at it? They're going to ask about the girl, sir. Let them ask whatever the hell they want. I have nothing to hide. Wow. Yeah. Oh, and
1: also
2: much earlier in the episode, he said, After today, I bet the judge throws the whole thing out. I
0: think, I can't remember if it was Bill who said that. You were great, Mr. President. After today, I bet Judge Wright throws the whole thing out. Don't
2: worry. This is all going to blow over. I wrote
1: Marsha's line, these are lies about my daughter and I'm sick of them. Mm -hmm. I was really feeling Marsha's sort of frustration and impotence. How hard it must have been for her to just... Sit and watch her daughter go through so much pain and not be able to do anything when normally she, I'm sure she's used to a life where there's always something that can be done in a situation yeah there's always some way to take care of it or throw money at the problem and she's tried to do all that and it didn't work
3: Right. the scene where he calls betty into the oval office oh and he's my like God. you know monica came on to me but nothing happened because that would be wrong Ugh, and then she's like so that would be wrong
0: i was hoping that you could uh refresh my memory on a few things
1: i could try certainly
0: As far as you recall, you were always with me and Monica when she came to visit, right? That's right. So Monica and I were never alone together? No, sir. You know, Monica came on to me and uh, she wanted to sleep with me, right? Yes, sir. But nothing happened. Because that would be wrong. That would be wrong. Good. I'm glad we both have the same recollection.
3: So chilling to watch.
1: It really that. is the way he works through that. Yeah, he's like, and we were never alone together. You were always there. Oh my, my right. Re- and then at the end, he's like, "I'm glad our recollections are the same," or whatever he says. It's right. Like, oh god. I hate you.
3: His demeanor is like so. Calm almost, and his voice Mm -hmm. has some warmth to it, but he's really just awful, you know? Yeah. He's intimidating you. But his voice sounds nice, or something. It's just like a weird yeah. Cognitive he's dissonance. got it's, it's like
1: the southern drawl mixed with the vocal fry that kind of is disarming for whatever reason. I don't yeah. know why, but he's
2: really disarming. <laughs> I liked when Allison and Linda were drinking that brandy. She's <laughs> like, it's basically Robitussin.
3: Oh God, that's disgusting. It's basically Robitussin. <clears throat> oh.
2: Yeah. <laughs> brandy is gross. And then I kind of like
1: it. Oh, you do. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah. The way that Clinton, like when he's at Hillary's bedside saying this is this is going to be a problem. Talking about Monica, she's like, did you actually know her? And he's like, she was a sweet kid, kind of goofy. <laughs> goofy. Turns out she was very
0: troubled. She was a sweet kid. You know, kind of goofy. You know, she, she came to see me once or twice for advice. Turns out she was kind of troubled. Nancy and Evelyn, they they moved her out of the West Wing as soon as they saw how she was behaving. I I don't think I was ever even alone with the girl. You can ask Betty. She saw the whole thing. Oh my God, all of that where he's like, like...
1: she's from a broken home, as if his marriage is like so stable and perfect. Right.
0: When Monica worked here, she was a nice girl, hardworking, but you could tell she was troubled. You know, she comes from a broken home. I would talk to her on occasion, give her advice. You know, I was just trying to help her out. And I think she got the wrong idea. She came on to you.
1: Maybe it's better to be from a broken home. But
3: he's like setting it like she was a sweet kid, kinda goofy, like telling his wife like uh I don't know. That's just like a descriptor of like not fuckable
1: or yeah. like,
3: yeah. oh I would you know like, like I just I of her as a goofy, goofy kid, kid and, you know. Well he's like
1: saying I felt sorry for her, basically. I felt sorry for her, that's when she fixated on me. He's like really leaning into the stalker narrative, distracting from what really happened. Yeah. <laughs> which was the abuse of power.
3: And the whole thing about being from a broken home it's like i know
2: like
1: who is it's it like from like this is so <laughs> really, really like...
3: the
2: wrong
1: side of the track you know like right. those
3: those like 50s kind of narrative
1: yeah i mean what's that even supposed to imply <laughs> Nerdy, well
3: yeah <laughs> trouble. I think it's beauty school dropout, obviously
1: <laughs> I wrote in that interview with the high school teacher someone asked, Would you say this was a fatal attraction scenario? Oh, yeah. oh, my, oh my god. I was like Paid and Puke Shadow. Oh, right. <laughs> fatal attraction.
3: Yeah, it's amazing. Ooh. It must have felt just endless staying in her apartment. With her mom, it's awesome that she survived that. You know.
1: Yeah, it was torture. I'm sure. What else does a suicide mean, huh? Now, ah, if you excuse me. I do have a little fun fact, which was the the Bill Ginsburg broke a record by appearing on five <laughs> major American talk shows in a single Sunday. that now they call it in D.C. the full Ginsburg. That. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I think the, full that
2: was like the
1: full Ginsburg. The full So this is what's called a lunchtime yeah. poll. So since this episode's about misinformation about a person and pervasive misinformation, is there a time in your life when there was a rumor about you or some misconception about you that was pervasive?
2: Well, I have... That's a- not pervasive. I might have to rethink or just... No. All
1: right. Or just a rumor about it. you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know how loosey goosey this could be. Right, right. <laughs> yeah.
3: I was kind of like in school. I was just kind of in the background. I, I wasn't on the radar, I don't think, for a lot of people who'll talk about me. But I don't know, like when I was really young, I was so shy. Like even when we went to McDonald's, I would be too scared to order something at the counter and I would force my little sister. I would like whisper her in her ear like what I wanted to get and have her order things for me and like stuff like that. I just was really shy and in fifth grade, I don't know, like somehow I like found out like people thought I was like snobby because I wouldn't talk. Yeah, that was just it wasn't like pervasive misconception but I was like, oh man that sucks. I'm just scared to talk to people. It's not that I don't wanna to talk to people. Oh, you know what I mean? But anyways, that was mine. I don't I don't have like a big story. No,
1: that's okay. <laughs> I mean it's really interesting that I guess that's the kind of the idea behind the lunchtime pole anyway, is just the the things that people decide about you without talking to you because talking to you would <laughs> right, <it's, laughs> i don't know like we can't do that so i have to make up these ideas about you well i can go next then in high school we had to take religion class every year because i went to a catholic school but one year for a semester we had comparative religion we were allowed to learn about a religion that wasn't catholicism for one semester and we got to pick a religion to study and so i picked satanism because Fun. <laughs> and I learned a lot about it. And I had a really good time doing the presentation. But then after that, everybody in school was convinced that I was really a witch. And some people were scared of me. And some people just coughed Satan under their breath as I walked down the hall. Oh my god. <laughs> and sometimes they would graffiti my locker or do mean shit to me oh, <laughs> but wow, they were hey, that sounds like yeah. the craft it was I mean why do you think I love That's the craft so much, so much. <laughs> if only I really could harness the powers of Manon and get back at my <laughs> <goalie>. Manon, my <laughs> Manon. <laughs>
3: Okay, so that was high
2: school? Yeah. So mine wasn't the pervasive thing, but just that I remembered a story where someone (laughs) literally made something up about me, which is just like such a weird thing to do. But in college, I became good friends with this girl, Anne. But she had this friend Carrie and then it was like a weird, like a friend love triangle. Because Carrie was the one who introduced me and Anne, but then me and Anne really liked each other like so much more than either of us liked Carrie. Carrie was kind of bad news, right? It's Carrie with one R. <laughs> 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 Carrie. Right? Like, this is what I realized happened, like, after the fact, after this all went down. But it was basically, like, Carrie just made something up about me to Anne to try and get Anne to not like me anymore, right? But it backfired on Carrie big time because Anne just, like, told me immediately. Like, oh, my God, is this really true? But the thing was, like, so there was this guy who lived across the hall from me in the dorm. I only lived in the dorm for one semester, and it was, like, a pretty terrible experience. But there was this guy who lived across the hall from me and he was like a big guy, football player, real aggressive, like, and was basically a stalker on me. It was like a really uncomfortable situation uh. and I, I don't even remember all the stuff that happened, but like I never had any interest in this guy and I feel I was like pretty clear about it and I just was keeping my distance from him. So then one night, it's like we're all going to a party and I'm at Ann's house and Carrie's on the phone with her, like making plans about are we gonna meet up or is she coming over first, I don't even remember. It was like she was kind of dating this guy who was also a football player who was friends with him. And so she tells Anne that Arthur told her that me, the guy, Tim, like, actually secretly hook up all the time, and he walked in on me giving him a blowjob, and she was like, what? She's like, yeah, Tim, the one that she allegedly doesn't even like. So basically, I guess she was just telling her that like, to see how shady Amy is, right? And then Angela's, like, immediately got off the phone and told me this. She's like, okay, tell me the truth. I'm like, no, (laughs) like, none of this ever happened, like, literally none of this ever happened. Like, nothing at all, right? In that moment, like, thought, like, that's Crazy, like is he telling people that or something? Uh huh. Right? Carrie got to the house, and I was like, I was on like Jersey Girl, super confrontational. I'm like, Who's your friend? What would your friend say about it? She's Like immediately, she's like, Oh fuck! Like this is not how I thought this was going. And I'm like, It's fine. They're gonna be at the party. I'll just like ask them about it when I get there. You know? Yeah. And so she's like, No, don't. And she's trying to downplay it. And then at the party, she was literally begging me, do not ask. about it I'm like I need to clear this up right so I go up to this guy because I didn't even know the other person and I was like so I'm gonna ask you something that this person said you know and he was like genuinely shocked like what are you talking about and you know I could tell none of this ever happened like he didn't say anything to anyone but then he got super aggro and I know whoa it was a real bad experience because he all of a sudden like he was a big 300 pound guy like I looked him up in the football uh, whatever
1: it's yeah. called, the directory. The Chichaco. Don't
2: <laughs> <laughs> right? uh, So, like, he was yelling at me, he was backing me into a corner. It was like a su- pretty scary situation, I know. And then, like, my little friend, Ann, who was like 5'2", she was like, yeah. <laughs> and, I didn't say, you know, I'm not accusing you of anything. I didn't say, like, this person said it to me, you know, and then. It was a really scary situation in that moment. And then, <sighs> like, for the rest of the semester, he completely kept his distance from me. Like, he knew that was bad. And I just realized, you know, after that, like, this is what happened is Carrie made this whole thing up, mm-hmm. and it blew up in her face big time. And
1: so, <laughs> wow. so it
2: wasn't pervasive at all, because yeah. it all happened in, like, one evening. I know, wow, I, I, I always was, I know, that's like, I thought of that so much for years because it was like it's such a, it was such a strange thing that really happened you know yeah like it sounds so made up 90210 or something you know like yeah like this girl made up a rumor about me so that this someone else wouldn't be friends with me anymore. <laughs> really? Are you a real person that you really did that?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's up Kelly Taylor? <laughs> <laughs> Have fun at the gynecologist how oh, very <sighs> alright good time <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode of Paid in Puke please take a minute to rate us highly on your preferred podcast listening apparatus if you did not enjoy this episode no further action is necessary Paid in Puke is hosted by Annie Malone Christina Barr and Jessica Baxter music by Silent Partner follow us on Twitter at Paid in Puke Pod on Instagram at Paid and Puke Seattle and on Facebook at Paid and Puke Podcast. Thanks for listening. Lick it up, baby. Lick it up.